Hey everyone, and welcome back to Cloud Conversations. It's great <laughs> to be back. My name's Peter Rising. I just feel I should reintroduce myself because it's been a while since we've had a, a regular show. We've done the odd thing over the past few months with some demos here and there, and Rue and I caught up at South Coast Summit in person a few weeks ago. Um, but it's great to be back to our regular format, and it's great to be back in the company of my wonderful friend, Azure McFarlane. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm well. How are you, Peter? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. good. It's um, it's November. It's dark and gloomy in the UK. It's raining a bit, but I'm not going to let that spoil my mood. I've but um, I'm in my, my shed, which I love. I've got my desk lamp giving me lots of natural light. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. Uh, you, you look kind of glowy on your end. And here it's uh, it's just, I guess, above sunrise here. So got a little yeah. bit of light. And it's cold here. It's like zero mm. Celsius Ooh. here. So we're getting, we're getting into fall weather. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. But... Um, but yeah, um, we have a wonderful guest with us as well. Our first guest on the show in quite a while is, is you. Would you like to do the honors and, uh, and and introduce our guest to to the audience? I feel like this guest really needs no introduction, but everyone, I'd love to welcome Marone to the show. Marone, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you for having me, Peter and Ajur. My name is Marone Gabramede. I'm originally from Ethiopia. Uh, an East African country. Uh, currently, I'm working as a cloud engineer and business analyst. Lives in Virginia, uh, United States. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. So excited to have you here. Uh, for context, Maroon and I met in person for the first time about two weeks ago, although we've been acquainted for nearly two years now, you know, pandemic, wow. yada, yada, yada. Uh, and we live like maybe 45 minutes from each other. So oh, yeah, yeah, kind of just, I don't know, things happen, you know, the world kind of shut down for a bit. So um, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting back to things. Uh, okay, Marilyn, so I guess to start off, um, how did you end up in tech? So you, you work in tech right now, what do you, you said you worked in, remind me, sorry, my brain is shorting just a little bit this morning. <laughs> Coffee's yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a cloud engineer, also a business analyst. So, okay, so what does that, what does that entail? Uh, as a like business analyst is where a functional, like a functional consultant working with Power Platform community, uh, okay, platforms. Yeah. And uh, we do configuration. I work on the internal support team. At the same time, I work with the cloud engineering team that manage and uh, devices. Uh, we implement different cloud uh, platforms uh, solution into the environment. The, currently, we are working with Microsoft Defender for Indepoint. It's oh, so exciting. Cool. I love security. <laughs> <laughs> this way, you guys yeah. have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I feel like Maroon has, she's got a, her hands in, in a lot of things. So yeah. How, yeah. Yeah. So Maroon, how did you, how did you end up in tech? You do power platform, you do security. How did this all start? Uh, it all started in 1992, um, around March 10, my uh, hero, my, my dad lost his right hand due to an accident. 
and having him as a, a back, like uh, his background is mechanical engineering. And he, I, I said, um, the idea came, um, there was this uh, journalist from Kenya. He's born and raised in Kenya, but he's from Egypt. He lost his left hand uh, due to an ammunition explosion in Ethiopia in 1991. Oh, and wow. the British created a battery operated uh, artificial hand for him so he can operate the cameras. This journalist is well known in 1984. He covered the Ethiopian famine uh, and Overnight, he he got a lot of help for Ethiopians, and we really respect him. So seeing him on a TV with a fully articulated hand, uh, it, it's unusual. It's, it's 1991, and it happened to be 1992. My dad lost his right hand. So we said we will do a better job and create him a fully articulated hand so he can go back to the work he loved, which is uh, mechanical engineering jobs. He does auto, he does uh, different machineries. Mm -hmm. uh, so I said, when I grow up, I want to learn computer science so we can program it in. We are going to play around with it. Uh, unfortunately, Mohammed Amin Hand was left hand. I even wrote to the family. Uh, so this day now is possible, right? We have 3D mm -hmm. printers, we have different technologies, artificial intelligence. Uh, my dad still refused to wear his static artificial hand. He's waiting for his hand. <laughs> I think seeing uh, uh, last year I uh, participated on the artificial intelligence, the automation uh, international conference. And I have seen that people are printing out the 3D fully furnished houses. Uh, they wow. do all these yeah. amazing yeah. jobs. Uh, I'm not like I wrote to the company. There is another company who create uh, print out a 3D hand, artificial mm -hmm. hands, legs. Uh, you just provide them with the measurement of your hand, and they do that. That's really so awesome. It, it just it, it now the technology makes it possible, but at that time it's it it created a big dream. Mm -hmm. and allowed me to be where I am today. That's awesome. I feel like it makes sense that 3D printed limbs is a thing, but it hadn't crossed my mind until now. Like I've heard of the, um, uh, a friend of mine actually had a 3D printed house of some sort built. Um, so it was kind of prefab. It took several months to, to make. She lives like out in the mm -hmm. woods somewhere. Um, but you're right, like the technology is so great that we can virtually do anything these days and one artificial limb did not cross my mind at all. Yeah, that is such an inspiring story that I've, I don't think I've ever heard a story about, um, we, we hear all sorts of stories about how people get into tech, but wow, that is one of the best that I've heard. And what a great, great uh, use of, of technology and artificial intelligence that it's going being put to a real human benefit in that way. That is so cool. Um, what was the name of the reporter that you were talking about, the, the British reporter? I'm just wondering if I know who that is. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's, he's Egyptian, born and raised in Kenya. Oh, right, right, he, okay. He's not, his name is Mohammed Amin. Uh, he died uh, in 1996, uh, November right. 23. There was a flight 
Ethiopian flight that's hijacked. Uh, I think the flight number was 961. Uh, wow. It's uh, crashed in Comoros, uh, Iceland, and um, he died. But but he he's a brilliant journalist who covered a lot of uh, Ethiopian history uh, all mm. our journey. Even if he he introduced Ethiopia in 1984 to the world uh, when we had that terrible famine. Then mm. in 1991, he lost his right hand when covering the transition of power in Ethiopia. The ammunition wow. dump was exploded and he lost his, right, his right, uh, left hand. And also he died in Ethiopia. Uh, flight, uh, not actually in Ethiopia, but he was on the Ethiopian flight that flew uh, on the way and uh, it crashed in Comoros. He, he, he's a brilliant journalist. But the British created that uh, battery operated, uh, fully articulating hand for him to operate the camera that right. allowed him to go back to the field and cover. I think from 1991, almost five years, he has been on the job. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up some things about him now and he is like world renowned. Um, mm and covered a lot of stuff. So I will, I'll have to look more into him and his art, his artificial hand. So here I, for people who are watching online, let me see if I can bring this up. Um, yeah. But technology has come a, a very long way. Uh, present. It's incredible, this. isn't it? It really is. The things we can do now with technology to, to improve people's quality of life and their well-being yeah that, that we couldn't do it's just incredible yeah so this is what the well whoops too many clicks uh but this is what the <laughs> arm looked like and i know now uh you know, for, the, for the time that was news was what he wanted to do <laughs> at the time, this was absolutely advanced, right? And then now we see how much further in the past, what, 20-ish years? No, yes, 30, no, 30 years, excuse me. <laughs> but this is really cool to enable him to do what he what he loves. That's awesome. Yeah. Completely. Did you get to do the ultimate father-daughter project and build the hand together for your dad? Uh, not yet. Uh, now as... Uh, I'm Ooh, I, like that, but I can't wait to have him over because last time we asked him to do to measure his hand um we even nicknamed his uh, his his half hand so we I told him to measure it and send it to me so uh, to find a way to print out the exact measurement and then uh, the good part is his nerve system is still alive uh, the what they do is in Africa, they will kill the nerve. So you cannot feel sensation uh, and it will really bother you when it is cold, mm -hmm. if the nerve mm -hmm. is still alive. Nowadays, they do transplant. Uh, mm -hmm. They do hand, all kind of transplant. So we, all, also you can connect it to a wire and it can receive an actual instruction from your brain to your hand. Mm -hmm. So it's wow. going to be fun. I'm not going to operate on him, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to the to the other like scientific professionals. That's yeah. He got sick uh, la last two months. He has been really sick, uh, mm. and I told him he's not allowed to die yet. 
we need that to finish that long uh, project we have in mind and uh, i think that boosted his comp like uh, <clears throat> he's getting better so i say no not yet <laughs> oh i hope he's doing okay i hope he's feeling a bit better now yeah, he, he is, but but I use it as an excuse, not that. <laughs> <laughs> be like guilt trip him, be like, look, we've had this project planned for a very long time. You yeah. cannot, you know, like a group project, like you can't peace out now. Like we've both got <laughs> <No, now. no, laughs> <not that. laughs> So when um I do you know so when you get the measurements, you're going to send this off to a group that creates limbs, is that correct? Yes. Um, okay. Uh, I'll try to find, uh, I already bought the book, but from Amazon, I will look for the book and I'll send it to you. Uh, this this guy really talks about the 3D technology, how far it comes. And mm -hmm. nowadays to build a house, we like people spend millions and millions of dollars, but you can order a 3D printed house very cheap, like fully mm. furnished, all that. and very strong uh, equipment and it will show you walk you through the process and the same thing this uh, non-profit organization i believe it's in san francisco they do all kind of things for young kids seeing them running uh, which which was impossible uh, to 20 years ago or more mm. because now they have this fully articulated functional legs and hands uh, and also because they are moving and doing the job uh, like a normal hand will do, it also gives you confidence to 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 go outside mm -hmm. uh, and blend in because nothing is going to stop you from functioning as a normal person. So uh, I'm I'm going to try and send it to them and see. Uh, we can also like Azure has a friend. We can send her the measurement printout and look look. A possible hand for my dad. Yeah. Which which friend are we talking about here? You said your friend has a three D printing. Oh print. yes, she didn't. Sorry, she I contact. She didn't do it herself. It was a company that did it. So uh, they like designed the house <laughs> and everything. And then I was like, wait, do I have a friend? Actually, um, Reese Campbell. If you're listening, Reese. We might we might contact you. Reese is uh, an old coworker of mine who has a 3D printer. It would be like in the background when he was in meetings, and he'd oh, always wow. have something going on, and we'd be like, "What are you printing today?" And so sometimes it's like <laughs> bookends or you know other things. And he was uh, keeping us up to date of like how much the electric bill was, you know, using the 3D printer and, and the costs associated with it, which was really cool because I I know nothing about 3D printing. There was a um, here in the U.S. I was like, I remember recently uh, hearing a story, it might have been last year, about 3D printed houses are being used um, to um, like house folks who suffer from homelessness. And mm. I think it was last year or 2020, which was the first time that they started doing this. And I want to say it was somewhere in Texas. Um, I'll find the article um, that I'm thinking about and then maybe we can just put it in the show notes for people who would like to um, read about it, but I thought it was a really neat way to like solve a, an existing problem, right? If we can't put people in their own homes, why not just build them some and it takes, you know, less time. I want to say they could fabricate the house like in three days, maybe. Um, so yeah, the lead time was not very long whatsoever, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, but I might eat my words going back to this article. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I found the book. Okay, yeah, send it, yeah, send it to us and we'll below. put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, technology really is really is incredible. Unbelievable what it can do when you think of how it is yeah, it's a future science and medicine. Sarah, what were you saying, Marin? I think we've got a bit of a lag right now. Uh, no, the, the, the book is called... Uh, I send it to you. Oh, right, okay. So we've got it in the chat. Let's take a oh, look. Oh, I see, okay. Let's take a look. The future is faster than you think. I mean, that feels pretty accurate. Uh, we were at an event a couple weeks ago where, um, like tangentially related, a guy gave a presentation, Mike um, Hawk, he was saying, uh, his presentation was titled, is it just me? And it was thinking about how, how did, does everybody feel the same way that they can't keep up with the new releases, even for the technologies that we work with right in the Microsoft space. Everybody in the room like raised their hand um, because things are changing so quickly you uh you give the example of like oh you you know you go into whatever software that you're using and you're like i know that's new but i don't know if it was new three months ago new i know it wasn't here six months ago kind of thing and i think it's for me also with the outside world as to like what's going on unless i'm really plugged into like the scientific community or um you know like searching for talks you know a mm -hmm. friend sam rothwell he's always like going to things at cambridge or um, attending things at Cambridge. And he's like, that's really the only way that he kind of knows what's uh, going on as well. Cause there's just, there's so much happening all at one time. It's hard to keep track of what's new. Oh, it really, really is, isn't it? So I'm gonna share on the screen now for, for those who are watching on YouTube. This is the book on, on Amazon that uh, Miron has kindly shared with us. The future is faster than you think. How converging technologies are transforming business industries and and our lives but that looks absolutely awesome I, I think and that's by peter h uh diamandis is that how you say his name it's got some good reviews mm. absolutely fantastic i'm writing this one down on yeah, yeah he's an awesome speaker too he 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 did uh like the the technologies how uh, it's changing uh he have a youtube channel that that explains it well as well he's mm. really good yeah absolutely fantastic we'll put this link into the into the notes as well for those who are listening um on spotify or apple podcasts or, or wherever if you're watching as well i don't know is that looking a bit blurry for you as you or is it no that's that's very clear for me that's very clear okay because my my connectivity is not so good at the moment <laughs> I, this happens to me all the time it's just so annoying one of these days I'll get better internet, but uh, but anyway, I shall stop sharing the screen now. But that that's so cool, so cool the technology um, that that we have that we take for granted almost now um, on our daily lives. When you think really with one of these, a smartphone, we've got a a very powerful computer in our pockets at all mm -hmm. times now. Um, it's just so incredible. That what we have available to us. I mean, I'm in my back garden right now, um, detached from my house, but I have a, a ring doorbell. So if somebody comes to my door, I can see that on my phone. I can speak mm -hmm. to them. It's it's just incredible what we've got now. The technology that we have in cars as well, telling us about tire pressures and oh, it's 
blows my mind. It's <laughs> really, really incredible how far we've come. Um, and yet there's still so much farther to go. But I want to sort of swing back a bit, if, if we may, though, Miron. And um, you said you entered technology as your career. Was it about 1992? Is that about right, did you say? Yes, that was, I was a third grader. And wow. that, 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 that's when the big dream yeah. started. Yeah, amazing. And sort of between then and now, can you sort of tell us a little bit about how your career progressed, how you sort of... Um, got from where you began then to where you are today, sort of little bullet point history, if you like. Yeah, thank you so much, Peter. Um, my my dad really took the idea um, seriously and he invested for me while I was in high school to go to a summer program to learn computers. So I learned Word, Excel, um, like that, application softwares, and then uh, when we did access, we did it. We did a little bit of macro programming. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed, and that's when I start falling in love with database and creating and playing around. We did that when I was in grade ten, grade eleven. Um, when we, when I passed grade twelve, I got the first private college scholarship from a, pri a private college named Microlink Information Technology College. And I learned my diploma in computer science. Mm. That's when I got a chance to do programming, visual basic. I even learned Pascal. Uh, now it's in, in, in the museums. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh then i have got a chance to teach uh computer applications uh i also joined a account uh NGO that's named zoa refugee care under unhcr to teach computer science for south sudan's refugees mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. live and reside in the unhcr camps um, i really enjoyed working with people um, then I met uh, a, a person from England who's a business owner, and he said he he really wants to invest in me and create a company. Then um, wow. I put my computer science hat down and wore my business hat and have been running an international business for more than 12 years. Uh, we do international competitive buildings, do... Um, different supply of educational materials, medical equipment, anything under the sun, excepting my body and soul to the Ethiopian government. Then due to uh, political unsettlement, we moved to the USA in 2017. Uh, then I said I need to get back to and earn my stripes in computer science and I've gone back. Uh, and I got a chance uh, after two years of trying to find my way, like, where do I start? I have no idea. I know my passion for, I also done my bachelor degree in software engineering. So I, I've been trying to find my way. It took me two years to find my first uh, technical mentor. His name is Christian Degu. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he started a business here in the USA, Applied Innovative Technologies. I got a chance to meet him and he kind of sorted out the roadmap uh, to be where I am today. He mm -hmm. walked me through, you have to start here 
and I, I believe the technology is going to be uh, somewhere around here by this time and you'll be ready and he didn't lie he having that experience having mentorship i saw the glimpse mm. uh when i met christian then he he himself also introduced me in 2020 uh to the power platform the first mm. thing i did was you pass but when i was doing you pass i said i i didn't see the the out like m many people using it being the product being expensive so i said uh, where where do i work that's when i uh, participated in the international automation ie summit uh, when we are everyone was in lockdown they have this virtual uh, sessions and i attended uh, and i met a soft automotive person before microsoft acquires it mm -hmm. uh, i got to work this uh, gentleman, he gave me access. I did all the certifications, the win automation before it becomes the desktop RPA for Microsoft. Then that, that's how I got introduced. But that that first engagement with Christian really changed my life to understand how to look up to people, how to listen to people, because having experience on the field allowed him to provide me guidance. So now I, I am here. <laughs> I think that's it. certification. <laughs> <laughs> Maren has a lot of certifications. Please find her on LinkedIn. Wow. Um, yeah, she's she's incredibly impressive. On this, you know, line of of mentorship, let's talk about mm. your first community event that you did a couple weeks ago. So you did a session on mentorship for um, Power Up Saturday in Tampa, Florida. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and, and what was it like? What was your experience like? What was your favorite part of this whole experience? Are you, I'm, I'm going to ask you one question. Okay. Uh, when you get a really good item, Peter, you can also participate. Okay. Um, what's the first thing you want to do? When I get a good item, what do I want to do? Let's what say you I love the lipstick you wear and... Uh -huh or the headphone, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to tell people about it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you want to share, yeah. Yeah, you want to share. No, that's true. That's true. By the way, this is uh, Boss Lady by the Lip Bar at Target. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed that's to know that. I think that would, uh, that would com complement my beard. This lip shade? Oh, we, we, you know, I think it would look great on you, Peter. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, Maroon. Yeah, so we want to we want to share about something, you know, that cool that we found or something nice. Yes. Uh, that that's what we did on the on the conference. Um it, it mentorship really changed my life. Uh asking people where do I go? Where do I start? Simply uh, I, the only thing I expected was 30 minutes or 15 minutes guidance but to have a lifetime friendship out of it was a complete surprise and people are not expecting anything from me when they provide me those guidance and supports uh, i have uh, a mentor from germany he's thomas uh, his name is thomas newman he mm -hmm. he for the last three years we have been on a call every sunday or saturday and we spend we uh, we schedule the call for one hour, mm -hmm. but sometimes we spend three or more hours just doing our things. 
we we have um, a fiction company we harden the security we break something we fix something wow. we just work together so this person could have chosen anywhere to be on that hour he chose to invest in me so i want people to know you don't have to get lost you don't have to be um trying to find your way on your own mentorship mm. really changed so i just want to share the good news because i know as an immigrant asking that question for the first time was the hardest thing i ever done because in our culture asking for something is a, a sign of failurity mm. you don't just go and say uh, i need help when we lost on on the roadside we're not afraid to ask people where do i go do you know such and such person is not a problem because you have a target right but in life to tell someone you are lost and you need help it's not something we do in a regular basis yeah. and that that's how i have been programmed for more than 35 years right to admit yeah. that i need help i don't know what i'm doing and meeting Christian with a positive mindset, non-technical person, Bob Bison, who has been uh, a lobbyist for more than 21 years. He's now a director of Head Start, who makes time just to listen to my problems and talk to me, to be there for me. And they didn't expect a single thing out of me. Like, I, I didn't pay them. I. All I did was ask and their willingness. It, it just, then seeing a transformation in myself, how cannot you preach about mentorship? Like, mm -hmm. I wanna tell to the world that mentorship mm -hmm. can change people's life as long as you are willing. Uh, on our presentation, uh, I, I got the privilege to stand on that stage with Azure and- um, hey. Yeah, she, she, she I was, was not trying to make this about me, by the way. This is all about Mira. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this also shows you, Ayur, um, in our walks of life, right, in the Power Platform community, you, you, you already created a reputation, right? But as a mentor, um, you accepted my invitation and make the time, even if you were on on like on a curve, right? You, there was a change in your life, but it didn't bother you or it didn't stop you to be there for, with me. And that tells me a lot of things. So mentors really mean that it, it has to come from your heart and you have to have that kind of passion to, to give back to people, to, to make a change. If you ask me, I could have bailed out. I would say, oh, Meron, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be there, but you didn't do that. So, like we said, mentorship is a two-way street on yeah, our presentation. Yeah. Uh, as much as I want to gain, the mentor also needs to be curious enough to, to put it in. So we have the same role, but people need to understand that mentoring other people really change lives. And sometimes it might have a replication of, of some kind so I, I just want to preach about it mentorship is really awesome no I, I i honestly loved how you picked this topic right and it's something that's very personal to you and i'll admit that you know the the recent um like conferences and what that i've been been at 
these more personal sessions about like allyship, mentorship, action are a lot smaller in audiences than I think they really should be, to be honest. I um, agree. The, the, yeah, the human side of, of IT, how can we show up for other people? How can we guide other people? Um, I know people are all about the tech, but I think these are also incredibly important topics to, to talk about and to see like how you benefited from Erin. And now this is like your mission to make sure that other people know that you should be a mentor too. Um, it's okay to ask for help. And I think, and I don't know for, for you, Peter, if this is the same mm -hmm. over in the UK, but I feel as if the, the help um, being a weakness type mindset um, has been a thing here as well, but I think it's, I feel a big shift in this that mm. it's like we can't do things on our own. Um, really, we, we need some sort of assistance, especially when you've got, everybody has to work a full-time job at this point. I feel like it's very rare when you hear that you've got like a, you know, single income household, especially with fan, mm. you know, families kind of thing. Um, that everybody needs some sort of help in their life. And when it comes to transition, that's sometimes you need a little bit more help. You know, um, if you don't know what direction to go or you just need someone to be like, hey, you can you can do it just to be a bit of a cheerleader. You know, I think we can all benefit from that. Oh, definitely. I completely agree. Mentorship is so important. And to answer your question in the UK, yes, I think I'm seeing that same shift in the maybe it's just the communities that we are in and the jobs mm -hmm. we're in and the community we're in. I, I hope it's wider than that. I really do. But uh, in our little bubble of community and work, certainly that sort of attitude about mentorship has, is definitely there now. I've been fortunate enough in the last few years to be a mentor to some amazing people and to be a mentee as well. I've, I've had people mentor me. And the, 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 the thing that I always love to, to, um, to talk about in terms of mentorship is that you are never too old or too young to be a mentor or a mentee. Agree. Yeah, completely. There is always something to learn from 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 others and i hi i can think of uh, a, a number of um i mean i'm 50 years old but i can think of um people i know um from all sorts of diversities of all sorts of different different ages in their 20s who i've benefited from their perspective um and it's made me think oh wow that i've really taken something from that and i can use that in my everyday life and learn from that and um and the best thing about mentorship as you say um uh, is that um, for the most part, the people who do it, who give their time, they, they don't want anything from it. They just want to, to share. They want to see that person grow and be the best yeah. that they can be. And that is, that is its own reward as a mentor, I find for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree as well. Like Maroon approached me earlier this year, um, and like, you don't have to have one mentor, right? So I know Maron has several people in the community. Mm. And at this point, I'm like, am I even your mentor? I feel like this is just friendship at this point. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it's, uh, yeah, like reaching out and asking for help um, or being there to offer, you know, somebody the assistance. Um, I think it was earlier this year, I had put out like a tweet on, you know, on Twitter, just uh, when a Power Platform conference was announced. I was like, hey, if there's anybody who hasn't done a speaking engagement yet or wants to get better at something, contact me. Like, let's let's sit down and let's figure mm. this out. And had a couple of people who were really interested in wanting to submit, including Maroon. Um, yeah. And so when we did this event, you know, a couple weeks ago, this was her first, like Maroon's done public speaking events, but this was her first like community event. Mm. Um, we traveled for it. We flew down to Florida, which was like a two and a half hour plane ride. 
Um, you know, Maru got to go to the beach for the first time, like a lot of firsts. It was a fantastic time, a fantastic weekend. Got to do some networking, meeting up with friends that we've, same, same with Power Platform School. Mm. There's a, another uh, mentor there, AJ Hawley, who I've known him for two years, but we've never actually met before. And it was just really nice to be in an environment with like, oh, we've, we're friends. We're definitely friends. And now we're in real life friends too. You don't just yeah. have to sit in my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but then also being able to talk about, you know, Power Platform School or, or whatever else, you end up establishing like these really, really great relationships with folks. Mm. Um, and, you know, as we said, we, we always learn something about our, our from our mentees and our mentors. Like it, it is very much like Maroon said, a, a two-way street for sure. I'm always learning something. Uh, and it's not always in the technical space either, right? Life yeah. lessons. Maroon and I were chatterboxes and I love it. We stayed up late two nights in a row just talking about anything and everything, you know? Um, and it's, mm. I don't know. I, I love this. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorite type of conversations on on this show. I love it more than anything when we have these sort of chats. The, te the technical stuff is important. That's the mm -hmm. core of why we're all together, really. That's the common thread that we all have but way back when 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 Rue and I started this channel I the, the the vision that I had for it was to have exactly these sort of conversations the human side uh and I think it's so important to share that and uh and show people that um they're they're not alone in in mm -hmm. some of their insecurities and the imposter syndrome and anxiety yeah. and uh and, and all those sort of things there are people out there who are willing to give their time be so generous with their time and help and guide um and the two go hand in hand to to be to be great in in these careers that we've chosen um or have, or in some cases have chosen us <laughs> we um we need to have that confidence and it's not always easy to find on your own is it so yeah. that's why the community is so important uh, yeah i was gonna say um one of the things that we talked uh talked about during this session was um like what are what are some indicators of growth or success and mine is also seeing that confidence in your mentee mm. because you can teach the technical stuff the technical stuff is 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 the easy part i would say yep. um but to gain that confidence everything else follows i think with that confidence you get the confidence to apply to that job, you know, go through that promotion, learn the new tech, teach somebody else something. Um, and there's 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 nothing like it at all. Mm. I think once you have that kind of base that's set up, then the person starts to believe in themselves, right? Um, who is it? Matt Collins Jones had told me, when you don't believe in yourself, believe in your support system. And that has stuck mm. with me for a very long time. And this was when I was thinking like, I don't know if I can make it in tech. I don't know if it's for me, even though I was teaching other people and they were getting jobs, <laughs> right? In the community, I was like, no, this isn't for me. I don't I don't know if this is it. Um, but yeah, at some point you, you have to have people that you've surrounded yourself with who can coach you, guide you. Sometimes I think that half the time being a mentor is about being a cheerleader. Um, mm. People a lot of times have the skills. They just don't have the 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 spirit quite yet inside of them to say like, yeah, I can I can I can do this. And so I mean, it was the same thing with Maron. Maron, you had it all. You had it inside you all along, you know. And you just needed someone to be like, hey, like you you absolutely can do this. You can present. It's not going to be an issue whatsoever. And have you kind of like collate your thoughts together. Um, 
I, I found such joy and, and a great reward in helping others. And I love that much about the, you know, the community that we're in too, because it's, it doesn't seem to be just like a very localized thing to you know one sector of the Microsoft sphere. It's just people want to mm. help. They want to see you succeed. Um, yeah. I, I, I love that. <laughs> oh. So brilliant, so brilliant. One one question that I want to ask you both, actually. Um, recently, I had the the good fortune to attend an in-person conference for the first time in a long, long time, the South Coast Summit in Southampton in the UK. And I met so many people for the first time that I'd never met in person before, really dear friends who I've known for only virtually. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the talks that I was lucky enough to be invited to attend as a speaker was the um, women in tech session um, with the Microsoft Spotlight podcast guys. And on the panel there, one thing that came up, the difference between males and females in the tech industry, one of the biggest differences is that when a man sees an advertisement for a, a role and there's certain criteria on that job description and they think, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, oh, I can do that bit. And if they see just only a couple of things that they know they can do they'll say i'll apply for it and see what happens whereas the female mindset is quite often if they can't fulfill all of the criteria they will rule themselves out of that that's the natural yeah. instinct to do so would, would you validate that opinion do you think that's or is that a sweeping generalization <laughs> Marin, why don't you answer <laughs> first uh, i think you, you you nailed it for me uh if i didn't do it like 90 percent uh I'm, I'm not going to try to do it because i feel like mm. i'll be rejected yeah i would say that's pretty common among my mm. girlfriends too i think we're changing that tide uh a bit just because like have the confidence of mm. a mediocre man who thinks he fulfills 30 percent of the job duties, right? Why not? Uh, so it's a, a bit of that, I think a bit of that confidence piece. And I feel as if women have been taught to shrink themselves in the workplace, right? Um, be grateful for just what they have. I remember uh, switching roles at a, at a previous company and I asked for a pay raise because I had been doing one and a half people's, you know, worth of work. Um, on top of a lot of other responsibilities, I was working between like three departments because I was the one person who knew how to do this one thing. And uh, when I asked for more money, recruitment told me, you know, the recruiter told me that I should have just been grateful that that team wanted me in the first place, you know? Um, and that's when I was like, this is a promise, not a threat. I won't be here in a year. And then I left. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that was just out of kind of frustration yeah. and anger, you know, that to say, hey, we've, I feel like we all we always have to work harder. Women, we always have to work harder to prove ourselves in the first place, mm. working twice as hard, and then to get not as much respect or as much regard. Uh, so for me now, if I see a role that I'm like, okay, maybe I know 50% of the stuff, why not give it a shot, right? And with a, a willing spirit and hopefully some support, uh, we'd be able to make our way through it. And um, yeah, so now I'm, I'm no longer in that of, I don't know this. I'm just going to apply anyway. I let people know that I don't know this. I'm willing to learn and, and leave it at that. But I feel like we, society has taught us this, right? That mm -hmm. we aren't ready mm -hmm. for this, um, that we yeah. should be more prepared. And I'm like, ah, you know what, society, we can, we can change our tune a bit and encourage people to 
have the confidence to do this. And if you get rejected, hey, that's that's totally okay. But at least we didn't take ourselves out of the running, you know, too early. Yeah. And the good employers will give you feedback as well, won't they? As yeah. to why you've been rejected. Sorry, Maron, were you going to say something there? I think I spoke first. No, I said yes. Sometimes they provide you uh, feedback and guidance to say, this is why we are not accepting your um, request. But sometimes they just, even if you qualify, um, if, if they have someone in mind, they, they just let you go. But yeah, they provide guidance sometimes. Yeah. And that feedback is so important, so, so crucial because it can help you to take the next steps to, to work on, on those areas where you're maybe not as strong or confident. And I think, how do I take this to the next role or, or the next course or a exam or certification that I'm, that I'm going to do? Um, and there are so many ways that you can build up your confidence. So, so many different avenues that you can, that you can go down to, 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 to get on the journey you want to to to, to go on, and uh, I'm I'm so interested in your certifications, though, Miron. Just changing um, subject <laughs> slightly, can you tell us about some of the certifications you have? Are these are these all for the most part are these Microsoft certifications, or there are they other disciplines? Or because you already said that you work in Power Platform, but you're also in Defender space as well, which is which is quite unusual. You don't often find people who are in in, in both of those pillars. So that's really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I did Azure Fundamental, Azure mm. Administrator, um, then Azure Security. Mm. Now I did SEC 900 for the identity section. Just one, I, I really like that security part. Yeah. I have done Solution Architect, Modern Desktop <laughs> Management, Windows 10, but I also done um, uh, EPO, McAfee, uh, Policy mm. Orchestrator. Well, yeah. uh, I have done Computia Security Plus. Uh, I have done the game company. There is one game company that, that provides uh, on data center management. I have done that. Then I did uh, PL200 for functional consultant um, and also the field services. I have done that. So I've done a few different, like two spectrums. And but but also like even in the Azure platform, I have the Intune side, the Azure platform. I did Azure Solution Architect as well. So um, and also I have done uh, database administration and querings, 462 and 463. Wow. So I, I have been all over the place but what what really helped me is when you put me on one stream i i understand uh, the other infrastructure side or the mm. operation side of things and it allows me to think outside the box mm. the other section is it also allowed me to when when i provide solution to look into different areas mm -hmm. so uh, i like those things that is I so feel cool like Nikki uh, Chap would be very, very proud of all of the prep work that was put into this. Uh, <laughs> might have to, we'll make an introduction, Maron, because Nikki does a lot of um, like preparation for um, for certifications and whatnot. And I, I know she would absolutely love to hear how many you've also gotten as well. 
<laughs> what what drives you to continue doing like certifications? Is it a quest for knowledge? Um, how do you keep the motivation to do all of this? Like Peter mentioned earlier, when when I when at workplace, I want to pursue something, and I couldn't apply for it or I couldn't participate if I'm not like only the interest is not going to help you. So I I want to try to put the skill set first, understand why. Let's say they say are your security side when you implement device management for let's say using Intune. You have to understand what kind of security is needed. So when Microsoft Defender comes to the picture, I, I want to understand what's Microsoft Defender in general, what's for the endpoint side, what's the identity side. And I'm lucky I have mentor on that side who works and guide me through the documentation. I My, my go-to-go uh, documentation Microsoft Lab. I do all the modules first, I learn about it, then I go and create a free environment, have hands on. Then when you come to the work site and say, I know a little bit about Microsoft Defender, I want to help. The certification is a kind of validation for me for understand. Do I understand the the content? Do I understand? Do I have enough skill set to go and say, I know this? I want to participate. So I volunteer in each group mm -hmm. to say, when I get a chance to work with the Power Platform group, I say, I understand this part. May I help? So they, they give you, they, they give me assignment. If I see something on the uh, device management side, I really want to learn, let's say, about server patching. I, I tried so many times. I don't have the infrastructure or the lab environment. So I couldn't do those things. So I said, may I shadow you? It, 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 so shadowing the engineers and seeing how they do it allows me to learn about it, understand, like earlier we say, when, when, when your system reboot, we said, today's part Tuesday. To have that little bit information about here and there uh, really helps. Uh, at the same time, I reached out to the community to say, I really want to build my own lab. I need help. And the community came together and they sent me a 32 GB uh, RAM, uh, big, like a small Dell computer to create my own lab. So mm. it's just a curiosity. I want to learn. I want also not knowing, <laughs> not knowing where I will fit well. Because I, I love all sectors. Like I said, that have been in my heart since I was a kid, playing around with access, but not defined uh, paths. I, I didn't know which path I would be well-fitted. I love security, but I love automation. I love automating things. I love creating a simple app. But I want to add a little bit security on it. If, if you don't understand the security side of it, creating that application and providing to the company might not be good enough because security will reject it. So all those things at the end helped me out, but at first was not knowing where I will feed. Mm -hmm. I just want to have that broad uh, skill set. That makes a ton of sense to me. Kind of dip your toes into other 
areas so you kind of figure out what you like and then can also gain that knowledge to hopefully propel you into a job. And then even having that foundational knowledge for even if you don't know everything about one topic, even having just a small bit of knowledge about, you know, security is your real house and learning power platform, right? That just kind of, that's like a, a multiplier, I would say, in the, in the job market too, that you know more than one thing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you okay there, Peter? <laughs> yes, I'm just grateful it was a mute button. I just had a little bit of a tickle <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so in talking about kind of like you giving help to people, right? If you see Power Platform questions that people want to be answered, um, let's talk about Pathfinders. Uh, so Marone, you know, went to Power Platform school. She has gotten a job in Power Platform. And then now she's giving back to the community uh, with her own nonprofit organization. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, Pathfinders Power Platform community um, started, uh, like I said, knowing about mentorship, knowing uh, there is help outside of the 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 normal channel you know i just want to let the immigrant community especially know there is help out there and i i walk the walk they're walking right now so i whatever issue they are going to might uh, raise i'm i'm related to it uh, being scared um will my skill set it can be accounting, it can be a pharmacy, it can be anything. Is it transferable to other uh, platforms? I just want to make sure that they are informed and they are understanding where, where they are going. Because uh, when, when, we, when I started Pathfinders Power Platform community, it's all because of the Power Platform school. Uh, having Will, McDonald and Liz, all the time helping me, guiding me. Um, even when I reached out to you in the middle of the night, you jumping on the call to help me and, and guide me on that project showed me that there are people out, uh, uh, out there who are, who are in survival job, who have a bachelor degree, master's degree, and doctorate degree. They might not know there is an opportunity like this exists. So I just want to let people know we started it with 10 people. Uh, we, you, we have civil engineers, we have accountants, we have marketing engineers, uh, we have programmers, uh, web developers, all these people working as a waiter, parking attendants, drivers, all these things. So we started studying Power Platform and I love how your skill is easily can be transferable to the Power Platform. And the Power Platform community in general, the Microsoft Power Platform community is a generous community. I, I know people came from all walks of life, but to have that same mindset of giving, it, it just inspiring for me. Uh, I reached down so many people, everybody replied back whether they have time to help me out or they want to schedule time in the future to connect. So to have to see that mindset and to see that help being provided, I just want to let the immigrant community especially know there is help out there. 
you don't have to be on this job. So you, you can get to this uh, platforms. And the first thing we did is refer a few people to the car platform school and they got a job. All of them got a job except one. So all this change become known to the community. Currently we have more than 100 members. Uh, we do monthly sessions uh, just to let them know people really care, people really want to help. So we run the monthly sessions, people come in, run different topics um, to, to present. And, uh, and it's been a nice journey. Uh, there is, I provide them what I, what I find in Microsoft Learn, uh, John Levac, uh, he, he was my mentor when I was in Power Platform School. He's a great mentor right now for me as well. Anytime I can reach him out, he compiled a YouTube channels for me when, when, when he was my mentor. So I use those uh, resources to share with the, the members. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a Coursera Power Platform School that's free of charge unless you want to get the certification. So I created a Word document that walked them through the process, how to get that free course. I provide them that 365.training have a few up in a day free courses. I, there are Udacity. I just compiled those free courses, provide them Microsoft virtual training days. Anything I can find, I share it with them. Most of our members already took the PL 900 exam using the Microsoft Virtual Training awesome. Day free vouchers. So uh, we just want people to to know they can come anytime. These people still need help with their resume, LinkedIn profile. How do we get them noticed? They, they have done their work. They have more than 10 years work experience, five years work experience. They just want someone to look into them and provide them opportunity. I think that's that's awesome Mara. and that's i think that's absolutely phenomenal like this whole entire story of yours from your inspiration to go into tech to now you are inspiring others to go into tech and helping them find resources and expanding your network to help find them jobs is honestly nothing short of incredible um seriously impressed what is it like you know managing all this on top of your day job and you've got i know you have kids and a spouse as well um, so how, how are you finding help in the community? Um, and how, how are you managing everything like mentally, physically? Well, <laughs> um, when, when you really want to do something, uh, I don't think you see the barriers, you see the opportunity. Uh, mm. so for me, um, anytime my phone is open my door is always open there are people who come and study in my house even if it's a working day they do their things upstairs when they need something we just run up and help them out uh, they call me when when they get stuck also we have a whatsapp group uh, when they need help they just send a message i'm working on something and i got stuck i need help they just jump each, like I created a support system so they can be relied on each other. Um, the community members, uh, like I just posted on the chat, the upcoming session stand out from the crowd by telling your story in a new way by Simon Binder. He's one of the 
first mentors as well. He's a Microsoft MVP. People come in and do sessions. They they run session on Saturdays. Uh, we choose weekends because, like I said, people are uh, on a survival job. But when they have a break, they can come in and freely spend time. Uh, we use half a day of Saturday. We do sessions. Uh, sometimes they do technical. Sometimes we do like motivation, inspiring stories, like the first session you have been in Ayur. So uh, it, it, it just finding that balance. Uh, my kids are awesome. Uh, when when I was studying, when we just arrived to USA, five to seventeen to eighteen hours, they they used to do things for me. Uh, the same thing now. Uh, people when they come in, I say you can bring your kids. The kids play downstairs. We study upstairs, uh, or they call me. Uh, at the same time, I'm creating my support system as well. It, it's not just me giving them, but they are giving me their friendship. They we are creating a community to support and uh, guide each other. Uh, I might be helping them technically, but I'm new to the country. I don't know the culture. Some of the things I don't understand, they are always has been there for me to, to say, hey, Meron, you don't do this. And here, um, this is how you do with the kids. Try to do this for the kids. All these things, we, we are working as a community. So instead, I feel like they have been uh, an anchor for me as well to, to have that clear vision why I'm doing what I'm doing um, because I'm getting from the community so much support and love as well. Oh, wow. I know. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I'm lost for words. I just think this is so inspirational. And I hope that um, so many of our listeners and, and viewers are, are, are getting as much out of listening to you, Miron, as, as I am and I know as you is because um, I just think you are such an inspirational person. I could listen to you talk uh, all day. I really could. I, I, I think you're awesome and I think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant. I think what you're applying yourself to is uh, amazing over the different technologies and the different principles um, and you are an, a great example of um, a, a, a generalist who has that great sort of overall evangelist view of these technologies but but can also speak at a deeper level as well and I, I love how you describe the the certifications as well I, I learn exactly the same way as you describe actually I I love going into the Microsoft learn has such good content mm -hmm. there is so much for free on Microsoft learn those modules that you can go through and then um, go and take the test and there's just so much great stuff on there um, I just think it's absolutely tremendous and you shared with us in, in our chat and in StreamYard, which we used to to record, you've shared with us so much great content um, uh, uh, re relating to your your journey and and everything that you're doing uh, in life and in the community. And we will put that all in the, in the show notes as well. But I'm very, very mindful, of course, that we, uh, we have taken up a, a lot of your valuable time. You've been very generous with it. Um, I, for one, I'm definitely going to want to speak to to you again because I, th I think you're tre absolutely tremendous, and I thank my my dear friend as you for bringing you to to the show. 
Um, but before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Anything else that you'd like to share with the audience and how they can reach you and get in touch if they if they would like to? Uh, yeah, I put on the chat the LinkedIn profile we have for the Pathfinders Power Proud Phone Community. Mm. I'll put the Twitter handle and the WhatsApp number as well. But Amazing. the main what's important message I want to share is I'm I'm new, I'm I'm still a mentee, but so an opportunity with the Power Platform community being generous and created this community. But I, I don't know how to run a community. Uh, this this I grown think you're doing a wonderful job, Maron. You're doing mm. an awesome job. There's <laughs> still some credit here. <laughs> it's growing exponentially. So I, I, we really like help. Uh, anyone mm. who wants to come and help us out uh, by organizing the courses or anything you want to provide, we are open. Uh, for any help the community is willing to provide us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I can't wait to, to share more with you. Oh, it's a absolute yeah. pleasure. We will help you to spread the word without a doubt. We will share on our Twitter and our other, other uh, personal LinkedIn's because we were not on LinkedIn, but uh, we will help spread the word. And there, I know there are so many people out there who will be interested in this so anything we can do don't hesitate to reach out we we, we will support you for sure um, yeah, i want to brag one more thing on and maron before we go uh maron has been really instrumental right she's created her her own little power platform community and is expanding like networks for uh like job contacts and everything she's been able to secure grants for some of like the feeder schools that she's also sending school or um you know these students to uh so like power platform school and uh, TechFluent. those are other community organizations if people are looking to get um like involved in uh, power platform school has a, like a uk arm as well um but maron has been like I call her the secret weapon because she's not only supporting her own little community and uh, getting resources for for hers, but also extending a hand into some of these other like a bit bigger organizations and helping to get them grants and computers and everything else. So if anybody has a has a, a, a nonprofit spirit and wanting to volunteer, get in contact with Marone because she could she could absolutely use the help. Um, She's doing a wonderful job, but I understand like running something completely on your own right now is a uh, is is a hefty ask. Mm. So. Absolutely, we learn by doing though, and you you are obviously doing that. But um, we all need a little bit of help. We are all we are all mentees and we are all mentors, whether we know it or not. So amazing, fantastic! Thank you so much, Maron. It's truly been a pleasure meeting you and getting to know you. Um, we shall wind up the show um we shall ask you as always if you would be so kind to give us a like a share and a subscribe uh when you do those things those simple things it does help us move up the algorithms on youtube and uh and it, it's free to do so and it just takes a second so please if you could that would be great um we will be back very very soon with more wonderful guests in the community more demo videos are coming um there will be more to come from us all at the cloud conversations team so um how can you reach us you can find us on youtube at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash cloud conversations podcasts for all you audio folks out there we're on spotify we are on um 
uh, the Apple Podcasts and Anchor.fm as well. Um, there's lots of ways you can consume Cloud Conversations. We are not hard to find. We're on Twitter as well, at uh, CloudCons365. Um, so thank you, uh, our wonderful guest, Maron. Thank you, my wonderful co-host, uh, Azure. And we shall see you next time. Take care, all. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay.